This is the podcast for June 18th, 2010. It's not safe for work. It's a Jeff Glass and Blue Gal podcast. Should we tell them? Go ahead. Should we tell the people that we uh, we recorded a really wonderful podcast, um, the, probably the best we've ever done, uh, <laughs> never to be surpassed. A really, like two and a half hours of the most scintillating wisdom no. you've ever. Seen. Yes, it was. Oh, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Dorothy Parker having dinner with Franklin Roosevelt and Benjamin Franklin while mm. Tom Jefferson serves drinks at one in the morning. At one in the morning. Yeah. And I was, uh, I was just, uh, I, I screwed up the sound. No, you didn't. I did. Yes, I did. I, I, I screwed up the sound. You're taking full responsibility for screwing up the sound. All, yes, I am. All my, <laughs> all my, all my fart jokes, all my screaming, all my uncontrolled swearing, destroyed what was a really lively and wonderful podcast. So here good. we are again. We are again. Yes. Huh? Uh huh. We're getting a do-over. We're getting a, We're going to try again and get the sound right. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, you were telling me last night or this morning <laughs> about about a um, new radio hostess. Yes. On the yes. air. Oh my gosh! It, coming soon to a progressive talk radio program near you, Ariana Huffington. Oh. Ariana Huffington and the theater of the mind, ladies. Because <laughs> nothing says yeah. I will listen to that soothing voice, like that accent, at at one in the afternoon or two in the morning, or whatever it is. Delightful that there's more progressive talk radio. But I don't know how they're going to get the Lindsay Lohan nipple slips on the radio. (laughs) Well, how are they going to do that? There are there are foley artists (laughs) who can do that. Who will who will step up to that challenge and say, "Look, I got a whole room full of uh, gravel and creaking doors and silk sounds and fingernails. I can put I can put the drama of a of a Lindsay Lohan nipple slip into your mind." Wow. But um, I get to keep the equipment afterwards, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's always the deal. Ariana, you got to buy me the equipment. I know it. I need this new Foley mixer. And I'll then do we your can treason do- for you. <laughs> I'll do your treason for you, but I, I got to be able to keep the equipment. And then I, I can even do a Kardashian beaver shot for you on the air. But yeah. you got to. <laughs> won't even know what it is. Wow. Is that a Kardashian beaver shot? That was a Kim Kardashian beaver shot right there. I saw, I heard it. Well, I don't know if you remember or, or, or remember these uh, blasts from the past. Remember hearing about them, but old theaters, occasionally back in the fifties, uh, before my time and your time, um, used to come with scratch and sniff cards occasionally yes, for yes. smell of vision. So you know, I, I can just see the uh, the Huffington followers um, producing some sort of <laughs> scratch and sniff cards to enhance the whole media, you know, immersive experience. There's there's righteous indignation. Oh, there's there's hubris. There's oh, you know what that smells like? That's Davos. Oh, oh that smells like it smells like, it smells like capitalism. Oh, Who's that I guy on Thirty Rock? Alec um, Baldwin. Yes. Oh, that sounds like Alec Baldwin's progressive <laughs> outrage right there. Just scratch it off right there. See? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh smell the goodness. Yeah, the crisp, the crisp, clean smell of capitalism from the tops of mountains in Davos. Oh, honestly, honestly. Yeah. Well, About we which, wish her luck. You we know, do. good luck, we do. Ariana. <laughs> but one of the reasons that that you know it comes up occasionally is, this is a that daily show. Is she going to do a daily? I, show? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I, I I shot past this on the dial and just went, oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great because, um, as I think we mentioned before, at least in Chicago, Chicago is the third largest media market in yeah. 
in the North American Empire We've or the American about this. Empire. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it has virtually no progressive talk radio locally produced. Yep. As one program that you could arguably describe, everything else is syndicated from the coast. So, you know, it's not that there's a dearth of talent or skill or interest yeah. or, or a, people with melodious voices. Sponsorship, apparently. But yeah, there's no sponsors, and it, it is, you know, bi coastal. Yeah. You know, if you don't live among the media elite, you are not noticed by the media elite, yeah. and that's just the way that goes. So Ariana's going to add to her media empire. So good for her. How she's going to get radio onto a Kindle, I don't know. Yeah, that's good. Well, apparently but, you can do that. You know, oh, the, the well, I, just, iPad will do lots of things for you. That just doubles the awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yes, Ariana's going to have a radio show, and and we have to talk about BP. Oh uh, yes, we which, do. Which we I've just posted to my blog stands for Barton's Pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Barton said, "Oh, sugar daddy, I am so sorry <laughs> that the big bad feds <laughs> came and came and and harsh your buzz, harsh your harsh it, your bliss, daddy, pimp it's daddy." Quite it's quite amazing. It it is uh, you know, he's just he's just uh, well, it's just so blatant, open about it, so boredom. out about yeah, it. Bl- the, the idea not only that you know he serves the oil industry from his district, which is obviously heavily yeah. oil industry, but the the whoredom. I mean, there's no yeah. other word for it. Well, you are th- not a-, a public servant. You are a servant of this international industry. Period. Yeah, well, there is. There is there is an, another expression that Malcolm X used to describe certain people. House, the house, house the house Negro. Negro, yeah. The house yeah. Negro, and you know, the, and and he's the one who you know lives up at the house with the yep. with the master mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and eats from his plate and wears his clothes and and is very concerned that the master's comfortable and master's yep. got everything he needs and and you know is all and talks about we always thinks in the term of we yeah yeah and yeah. who is so completely owned. So well, and that's not a race thing because George Will no. last Sunday. We were talking about George Will mm-hmm. and how, oh, you know, you really can't go after BP with any viciousness because, you know, that's that's people's 401ks. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's like, whose 401k are you talking about, George? <laughs> yeah, George, I'm talking about on. my 401k. Oh, and by yeah. the way, how are your war stocks doing, too? Yeah. Well, they're, know, how the, they're, just, they're just fine. We and, really and, and need if, to go full bore yippee we need to yeah. go back to abby hoffman take mm-hmm. off all our clothes wear tires for shoes i mean we're mm-hmm. all headed in that direction anyway economically yeah, well, the, the, the <laughs> economics of life in the 21st century are going to force us to do that anyway yeah, so, yeah right so we might as well have fun doing it yeah and just go in your face and say you know george well, will it, how are those war stocks doing for you well, and if, if George Will worked 18 hours, you know, 18 hour shifts on an oil rig yeah. and sweat for a living and said, look, man, this is my living. And, yeah. you know, you got to understand, I could have a lot of sympathy. Yeah. I, I have an awful lot of sympathy for laboring people. people sure. Who work, and the 11 living. people who died on that oil yes, rig. I have absolutely. a lot of sympathy for their families. Absolutely. But George Will has made a fantastic living. For forty years, writing about baseball and the bad yeah. FDR administration. <laughs> writing about yes, How writing about FDR and writing about baseball destroyed America. And that's his whole. That's his whole fucking yeah. career. Yeah. That is what he does, and and of course he doesn't want to offend his capitalist mm-hmm. overlords. No, and and so every argument is framed in. But he you know, is he is a House Negro. I mean, he is, he is absolutely. absolutely. He has uh, no will, and, and he doesn't. The thing is, the thing about becoming. Um, that creature is that you stop seeing yourself as that creature. Yeah, 
you you completely um, you completely uh, miss you completely dismiss the frame in which you're operating. Mm-hmm. You just think it's normal. Yeah. You know, like like we have said on previous podcasts, the, the cult of the people who rub shit in their hair. Yep. yep. You know, that's that's what this mess is. Tony it's Blakely the, of BP. It's like, yeah. no, you don't understand. I do. I rub poop in my hair better than yes, anybody. All, all my whole staff thinks so. Well, and, yeah. <laughs> Of course they do. They they all do it too. Because you know when you work for IBM, you wear a white shirt. By yeah. God, and when, and when you work inside the bell jar, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is the problem of, you know, uh, I believe it's called ideological capture. It's when your 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 ideology cuts you off from the rest of the world. Yep. That you start rebreathing, you know, Rush Limbaugh's beer farts yep. and think it's and fresh think, air. Oh, it's fresh air. Oh. You can no longer tell when you're acting like a complete psychopath because you're surrounded oh, yeah. by people yeah. who just when tell you, you. When you say no socialized medicine, it'll cut into my social security yeah. and my Medicare, you're, you've lost it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and that's why people don't hate you because you're on the right. People hate you because you're so incredibly stupid. You're dense, yeah. You're, you're so brainwashed. Well, it's like, it's so like when Dick Armey said this week, you know, the real thing, the, the thing that people need to do on the Tea Party side, all these candidates, is not tell people that they're Tea Party. Yeah. Really? Hide, Hide it. Hide <laughs> it. Oh. <laughs> Just be Republicans. Well, we already knew that. We kind of knew that this was a shill for rebranding the Republican Party with a reset button, which well, George Bush never existed. You know, this is just a new movement. And it's well, and if, if you all want a, a book club recommendation from, from Drift Class, not non-science fiction book, because Lord knows I will, I will, oh, I will we, weigh you we down can't enough. take a drink at this hour of the day. Yeah. Well, yes, you can. <laughs> Five o'clock somewhere. Um, I, I'm working on a, a much longer post that I will bore everyone with in a week or so. Uh, I, I went back to a, a piece of source material by a guy named M. Scott Peck, mm-hmm. who was most famous for writing a book called The Road Less Traveled in yeah. the 70s. Yeah, right. But he also wrote a book. His less famous book is called People of the Lie. And it's about people who become consumed by protecting a lie that is essential to their existence. Mm-hmm. And he says these people become, there's no other word for it, evil. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to devote all of their resources to defending and protecting the lie that is the central part of their personality. And he says, and he said, you can sort of observe these people, and they have certain characteristics that are always the same. And one of them, I'm going to read a little bit here, is since they must deny their own badness, they perceive others as bad. They must perceive others as bad. They project their own evil onto the world. Mm-hmm. The evil attack others instead of facing their own failures. That is the short definition of being a conservative. Mm-hmm. It is, I cannot face the fact that I have made these horribly bad political, social, cultural decisions for 30 fucking years. Yeah. Therefore, I'm just going to, I have to project. Obviously, something is horribly wrong. But I can't face the fact, like Barton, I can't face the fact that my my master is the, is the problem. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. I'm going to project that clearly something is wrong, but I'm going to find somebody to blame. Yep. And I've heard right-wingers blaming everybody from environmentalists to unions for what's going on yes, in the Gulf. Yes, exactly, exactly. Because those are, the only, those are the only tools they have left. They are required by their oath to the devil yeah. to, to, to blame immigrants, hippies, feminists. Well, and, 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 it's, and now it's even getting to the point everything. where Michelle Bachman – you know, she she had to even dial it back, and I was kind of shocked that she did. She, well, you know, I don't want to sound like a shill for BP. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, yeah. but we mustn't make these payouts political. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. exactly how would you do that? Well, a Republican <laughs> would find a way. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. But 
really, if you live in that area and you make your livelihood off of the Gulf of Mexico, where does where does political payout come from? Now, I understand Louisiana has its share of political payout, yes, but it's, really, it's the father really, of Michelle. Of, really, yeah. it's uh, it's astonishing. It's just astonishing. Yeah, I want to talk for a minute about. Um, I want to ask you a question, Driftglass, yes, which yes. is, do you feel that these eruptions that seem to be going on, I, I keep talking about them as zits popping, uh, uh-huh. eruptions of obvious malfeasance and obvious whoredom you know, by members of Congress and so forth, mm-hmm. do you think that that will help? Do you, does that make you feel more optimistic that our job as muckrakers, we might actually see a little bit of success? I know, um, a very leading question. But. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> thank you, David Gregory. Yes. Uh, have you read my new book, All About Muck? <laughs> All about Muck. Yeah. <laughs> Hold it up for the camera. There is no camera, Blue Gal. It's radio. Oh, that's right. Oh, no, but there's a, there's a Lindsay Lohan nipple clip. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get... We'll get Ariana's Foley we, artist to, people, to, to people, drop it my imaginary book. People with headphones and microphones, send us... Send us MP3s of what you think a Lindsay Lohan nipple slip sounds like. We'd, we'll play them on the air. We certainly will. <laughs> or play them for ourselves. Or I'll yeah, play them for, for myself. That's for- we'll put them on an endless loop. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I think there are, are, are certain preconditions for reform to be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, I sincerely believe that we cannot have reform in this country as long as our culture is broken. Yep. Um, and our culture is broken politically, socially, economically, in the media, and it's all yeah, yeah. and it all seems to be broken in kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a, there's an intense desire by the people at the top to 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 build a a whole culture that is devoted to avoiding responsibility, um, yep. to having an enormous amount of power but having no responsibility for it. Right. And right. it is a it is a it, there are people who who crave that. Well, um, and who, and and who's also who. D- do things when they do things in terms of being a benefactor it's still all about them mm-hmm. uh, yeah. you know that when you when you're making billions of dollars and you and you realize like some guy was quoted in the new yorker saying well after a certain point it's mm-hmm. it's all uh beneficence it's all you know philanthropy you know you're right. going to found a school <laughs> or found an economics department or whatever because at some point you can't spend all of the money you're making on wall street right and I'm, Very, I mean, yeah. right now I'm just really angry with the New Yorker magazine because their fiction issue is 40 under 40 or 20 uh, yes. under 40. Yes. And it's all about, you know, these these um, <laughs> publishers and editors and so forth who've made it and mm-hmm. are boomers in their, six, you know, 64-year-old boomers who are now taking it upon themselves to nurture yes. the young writer. Yes, to and leap over the like, people who are directly over. behind them. <laughs> Yes. yes, because well, and that's that's our problem. I mean, yeah, we, yeah. part of the problem is born a little actually, late. It's too well, bad. Well, it's it's born a little late, but it also has to do with I, I really believe it has to do with something that um, Richard Sennett, I think he's quoting Max Weber, calls voice, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is you know at a certain point in your in your life you acquire and if you if you've banged your head enough times and made enough mistakes, you you acquire enough um, craft and knowledge and authority mm-hmm. to 
to say things in declarative sentences. Yes. You know, right. what, um, what, uh, Steve Martin used to say about growing older. He said, I love growing older because I get to be prejudiced. Yeah. He said, not, not against people, but against things. Yes. Let's go camping. No. no. <laughs> you, know, you know, you hate camping. So screw that. We're not going to do it. I know I've tried it. It doesn't work. Yeah. And there's a certain voice that people. Oh, and um, you get your mommy voice too. It's just like, yes. you know, no, Absolutely. we're not doing that. Why? Because I'm in charge of my own body. You know, and, it's just not going to happen. <laughs> and people who have that voice yeah. are really um, a, threatening. Are, off, are very threatening <laughs> yeah. inside of organizations yes. where the whole structure yes. is set up to avoid taking responsibility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they're the people, they're the little boy who can see the emperor has no clothes yes. and who say so. Oh, yeah. And, and, the, and those are the first people who are fired or who are, who are never sidetracked. Hired in the first or who are, exactly. Who are put aside. Because they're too fucking dangerous to the structure. Oh yeah, and I got because that a lot when after I got my teaching certificate in Alabama. You know, it was, mm-hmm. well, you're going to teach. Uh, you know, I'm an American history teacher, and I'm certified, and I had a 4.0 in graduate school, and I have a Harvard degree, and I have a Mensa membership, and I have, you know, a real commitment to teaching, and blah 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 blah. blah. Warning, so, Robinson. Warning, warning. Really, hey. all of a sudden the buzzer goes off, yeah. and and the real easy answer for a 46 year old woman looking for a teaching job. Is mm-hmm. so. Are you willing to coach boys basketball? <laughs> oh, sure. Hell sure. no! I am not willing to coach anything that's going to keep me until seven thirty. You know, eight thirty, nine thirty at night. Mm-hmm. Give that to the twenty-two year old. Well, then they're going to give the job to the twenty-two year old too. Of, of course. course, you know. And 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 it's it's you 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 know the go- and the thing that causes um in in younger um. Uh, colleagues and friends I've had over the years, not a lot younger, just people when I was working at an art school, people who talked about the real world in mythical terms. Oh, wow. And I had, I had, been, <laughs> I had been out there. On the, yeah. on, I had been out into the jungle. I'd, I'd survived and come back. Mm-hmm. And it was they had projected onto the real world, um, capital R, capital W, mm-hmm. um, all kinds of mythology about what it is and what it should be and how people should behave. And, you know, if you're just excellent, work really hard and, and, and excel and do a great job, sure, there'll be, you know, bumps along the road. But those sorts of people are the ones who succeed, right? And I just had to say, you know, child, you were in for a world of pain. Yeah, yeah. Because that might be true in some organizations, and I, it, it certainly is not unheard of that you know ability and skill outside of the sports world or other highly technical fields are valued. Right. But if you're going into the vast you know blob called corporate America, whether you're going into government or going into corporations or going into academia or going into education. Mm-hmm. I can tell you from either personal or or close secondhand experience, you're going to find that those attributes become a threat very quickly within your organization. The fourth or fifth time you pipe up with a really good idea and either and get it shot down by someone who doesn't want to hear about it, right? And then and then watch that person be promoted and watch your watch your career founder, or get that confusion because the organization says they value innovation, they says they say they value excellence and merit. And creativity and genius, and yet the people who actually evidence those things are absolutely exiled, yeah. and eventually, and eventually just shoved out the door. Right. Because, right. because eventually, if you're smart and you're creative and you have insight, and you and you can figure out how things work, eventually you're going to have to tell the boss something he or she is doing is wrong and mm-hmm. is actually causing a problem. Yeah. And if you have a good boss, if you're lucky to have a good boss, they will welcome that negative feedback, that information, and they will. Integrated into their into their uh, management style, and they'll promote you. They'll pat you on the back. They'll yeah. give you some reward. Eight bosses in ten will fire your ass. Yeah, 
yeah. or sidetrack you or marginalize you. Or suddenly there are going to be a lot of meetings that you're going to find out about secondhand. Yes, yes. Where, where the people yes. who are going places are meeting after hours and you can't go. Um, and that's the way. And, and you, if you simply um, rarefy that and boil that and distill that upward, you end up with BP. Mm-hmm. You end up with Goldman Sachs. Yeah, yeah. You, you're yeah. extracting morality, extracting any sense of responsibility. And the, the, so you see it happening in so many institutions, Blue Gal, getting back to your question. Mm-hmm. You see it happening so many places that you realize you can't have reform unless the old-fashioned virtues – of you know responsibility, honesty, integrity, craft, honor, lack of greed, and well, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not, it, it, getting ahead is not a bad thing, but obsessive greed over every other, yep. driving out everything else, yep. is destroying this country. It has oh, destroyed. It's destroying this. the world. I mean, it's destroying the ecosystem. This is yeah. really. I mean, and, when George Will can say, you know, let's be thinking about our four hundred one ks while the Gulf is dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And then you realize that they, that they have nothing to fall back on, but they're, you know, can't I find, you know, isn't isn't there some way I can blame this on Bill Clinton's penis? Yeah. Isn't and, there some way I can blame is there some way I can make sure that this is about Barack Obama increasing your taxes? Right. You know, taking and your money taking away, your money from, away you. from you. Yes. And, yes. And, and when you encounter people who literally their world is burning down around them mm-hmm. because of the oily rags that they've spent 30 years stuffing into the cracks. Right. And right. all they can do is bitch that the fire department is going to tax them and take their money and yeah. make them in socialist right, right. gay commie right, bastards. Right. 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 So then you realize, you know, any reform that has to deal with those people. Yeah. Yeah. Has, yeah. And, and has to deal it's, with their. The, the cancer that their ideology has spread into every institution is is going to fail until we start practicing those virtues, and then the world becomes a little more hospitable yep, to exactly. fixing. Because you know there are honest arguments to be made about the size of government and the focus of government and, and what it should be. We've talked about that many do. times. Sure, yeah. sure. But we can't have that discussion as long as the it's about par- socialism, Marxism, exactly. and you know exactly. a conspiracy, as as- the Glenn Beck conspiracy theory of the day. Yeah. And and Glenn Beck is perfectly free, along with every other lunatic, to stand on the street corner and rave all he wants. The thing that is killing our culture is that Glenn Beck is has his own television show. Well, and 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 there are people who watch who say, "I'm going to watch the news and turn on Glenn Beck." Yeah, and then there are people in the so-called you know um, elite media or villager media or corporate media who take him seriously. Yeah. Or and they won't get won't get personal about it. You know, who won't confront him because crazy. Do you understand? well, because yeah. pointing out that he's crazy means taking responsibility. Yeah, yeah. Means making a judgment. Means yeah. saying this thing is wrong and bad, and it's, it's crushed our culture. America, and, and the only people yeah. who have the courage to do that are the comedians. We've talked about that many and times. And the bloggers, my yeah. friend, and, yeah, the and the bloggers. Hey, yeah. uh, I want to switch gears real quick here sure. for our last ten minutes. Um, there's mm-hmm. a new book out called The Shallows by okay. Nicholas Carr. What the Internet is doing to our brains. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. uh, people are calling it the silent spring for the literary mind. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to I, really. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Blue Gal. I know you were saying something, but a shiny object just floated in front of me. In front of me. And I had no idea what you just I said. Clicked, yeah. I clicked over onto something else. Well, what was so funny was my. Um, I was staying with some family this weekend, and one of my family members left me this article, uh, point, point counterpoint about this book and whether the internet is making us stupid. Mm-hmm. And I looked down and I saw the Nicholas Carr side of it, and his argument is that uh, information technology is and and the sort of surface uh, of you know the intellectual surfacism, I guess I could call it, is is really 
changing our the way we process information and uh, utilize it in our creative thought. And so, and and it's, it's a bad thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I looked down and saw that and I said, Oh, Nicholas Carr, I read that article in the Atlantic monthly. (laughs) (laughs) The dead tree version. Yes. The dead tree version. I saw the book in the bookstore and I picked it up. I, you know, looked at it and then I thought about um, the other the guy on the other side who was saying, you know, there's there's actually a lot of creative writing and creative thinking going on on the internet and so on and so forth. But then I realized, you know, those of those of us who process uh, media in a very intense way, mm-hmm. where we are constantly reading from whatever, whether it's on our computer screen or in a book or in a magazine or wherever on the newspaper. Um, those of us that are processing that, the eggheads, you know, I always want to go back and remind bloggers and, and Internet people that we have a long history of who we are. And we, oh. are, we were the muckrakers and we were the eggheads in the 50s and the commies Absolutely. in the 50s. And, we were. We you know, were. the communist egghead people that, you know, were yeah. oh, Arthur, we go, Arthur the, Miller and the playwrights. You know. We go back to Mark Twain. We oh, go yeah. back to you oh, know, we go the, back the, to we go back to Plato. I mean, this is the thing. Yeah. There's a, there's yeah. a long tradition mm-hmm. of people thinking and writing and yes. making waves, mm-hmm. and we really have to claim that tradition. I really feel U- using using whatever media was available, right? Exactly using the medium of the day and usually pushing that a little bit, and and not not disagreeing necessarily with Nicholas Carr that the internet might be dumbing certain segments of our population down because it uh, is <laughs> because it's so what? easy what? yeah because it is <laughs> because it's it's a big bag of crack sitting on your desk yeah. 24 hours yeah. a day and, and and i think you know i think uh I don't, you and i talked about this that um keith olbermann has now stopped writing for daily coast because oh no there were <laughs> there were commenters and diarists who were um wait a minute I gotta ask. A, I gotta ask a quick question. Yeah. Does that mean there's going to be a gathering in the desert in the summer called Yearly Olbermann? Oh, wouldn't that no. be nice? <laughs> <laughs> Preferably closer to Chicago, where some of us can make it. Closer to the Midwest, where some of us can make it. But anyway, no, he, uh, some diarists and and commenters were upset with him for being highly critical of Obama yeah. uh, and his very milk toast speech which i just feel he gave about 36 hours too early if he'd yeah, given it after absolutely. He, g- give the speech after you get the two billion mr president yeah, you know yeah, that's exactly. when you give the speech um but anyway uh he he said goodbye for now or something did a, a big thing and uh it occurred to me that <laughs> the that's their job. You know, Daily Coast's job is to be in your face. Um, how do I put this in a nice way? <laughs> there is, you know, they are they are the uh, aggressively reactive. Aggressively reactive. <laughs> they are they are the Kim Dart Kardashian beaver shot of, of the of the intellect of the political intellect and. You, yeah, know, you know what you're getting too. You know what you're getting when you when you cut a big slice of of coast, You know what you're getting. You know what you're getting exactly. And a big slice is going to have a wide range of people, and there sure are going is. to be people who are uh, thoughtful and uh, and will and may disagree, but will disagree with a sense of 
Um, well, I, you know, I kind of feel like Keith Olbermann would say, well, don't you know who I am? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. Coast, that yes, is, that is a red flag to a bull when you go, yes. when you wave that flag over at Daily Coast. And, and most of the liberal blogosphere is like, really? <laughs> Let's knock you down a few I'm flags, on, you know. I'm on the TV every day. Don't you know who I am? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we sure do. Yeah. Good we for sure you. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, well, uh, but and, back- and that leads again to a sense of one of the things that all of these groups have in common, from the eggheads to Plato to, um, you know, the, the writer, the, the artist, so the artist, the writer. Um, yeah. And there's this wonderful T-shirt I found yesterday that said, "Artists make really bad slaves." <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but, which is true. So is, true. But also outsiderness. Yes. You know, the idea of bloggers. Yeah. And it's really hard not to be um, co-opted in some way, and and you can and, do, and I, you, you can know, do you know, it I think if you don't mind being poor for the rest sure. of your life. You don't mind being poor and hated for the rest of your life. Yeah, That's yeah, and, and yeah. you'll get your rewards in heaven. Yeah, right. Or you know, before <laughs> before it rolls off the end of your blog page. Yeah. Um, the, yeah, the, the, and I, I really think that the sense of of the outsider being a bad thing has gotten actually a lot worse in the last 30 or 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. As much as we value individualism and, you know, and, and, uh, rugged individualism, which is, you know, a cartoon version of, of a trait that has been wildly overblown, uh, as far as it's sort of survival value, um, commercials, um, and culture generally have emphasized. We, us, we, you know, groups, clicks, organizations, you know, are you, are you, um, you know, are you a member of the cell phone plan? Yeah. You know, yeah. you're you're either the loser outsider or you're a member of the cool team, mm-hmm. and it's 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 gotten noticeably more uh, oppressive in the last twenty five to thirty mm-hmm. years. And mm-hmm. and and being an outsider, being a true outsider, faking outsiderhood, you know, sort of having an arch pose that you can then go back, you know, you can hustle back into the crowd. That's fine, but truly being an outsider, still standing outside of society and critiquing it. Is an incredibly dangerous and incredibly um, um, outraging well, and thing. Part of it is transgressive that, is the word I want. It's transgressive, transgressive. And, and the fact is that outsiderhood has been so bought by marketers yeah. and faked by marketers that yeah. it's hard sometimes to tell the real from the from yeah. whether you're being sold something or not. But it's it's you know that is what we do. We stand outside we and we we say things and, and we poke fun. Are, ha ha ha. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what actually, we need to do now, drift class. What do we need to do now? Shakedown. Oh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say if if uh, if uh, as far as the internet making us lacking concentration. Yeah. Uh, you know it, it, the instruments you have limits the thought lim, do does limit the thought you have. Yeah, but you know, come on, you know, when when short stories and magazines came along, everybody thought it was the end of the world. Yeah, when people so, put radios in cars, people thought it was just get over. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. But are okay. the, the outside the, the soul of the outsider is someone who cares enough to take responsibility. And we are uh, fully responsible for the content of this podcast. By the way, absolutely, <laughs> we are not speaking for anyone else. So no. let me clear it, about that. And, and we're going to do you, a shakedown right now. You know, this is going to, I, I, without gonna apology. Hurt. This is going to hurt. <laughs> it's going to hurt. Five whole dollars. We're asking yeah. our listeners to send five dollars to support the podcast. And yeah. this does cost us money to do this. Does. Uh, when our, when our listeners, uh, dig not quite as deep as, we hope not too deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only ask for five dollars from our listeners. And you can contribute at our website, which is DG for Drift Glass, BG for Blue Gal. 
dgbgpodcast.blogspot.com. We have mm-hmm. a free player where you can listen to past episodes, mm-hmm. and you don't need to download any uh, software or register in order to listen to past episodes at our website. So Not that's an easy way to do it. And you can contribute there. Uh, we love getting your emails. We get lots of good emails with great ideas in them, and we do incorporate those sometimes into the show. Our email address is also dgbgpodcast at gmail.com, and mm-hmm. that pops into both of our email boxes simultaneously. So feel free to uh, let us know what you think. Yes. And if you have any ideas for shows, we'd love to hear about that, too. And we do read them all. We do read and, them all. Uh, we do respond and uh, really appreciate hearing from you. And I want to do uh, one last thing on my own, for, selfishly, yeah. do a shout-out to a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's a centrist. Um, I've known him for a long time. Uh, he's a really nice guy. He 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 tended to skew very right. Um, he is a regular listener. I just got in touch with him and it sort of hipped him with the fact that I have this alter ego. Yeah. And and he, um, you know, everyone has an arc to their life, and he he has he has grown over the years. And I I would like to say you know he's become a lot more reasonable. Uh, <laughs> but but let's just say he's he's a lot better listener. He's okay. a lot more thoughtful about his opinions. Mm-hmm. Uh, he enjoys what we do. I would still probably mark him right of center, but he's very much um, um, wants to think things through. Wants to you know take his opinions out and assess them. And he enjoys what we do. He appreciates what we do. Um, he reads our blogs. And he what he wants to do is take a couple of these podcasts when he goes on vacation with his dad and huh. put them on iTunes and play them. On, on their trip, isn't that vacation. nice? Yeah, I think that's really nice. And I, you know, I, I and really his name is his name is Mark. Mark, and shout out a, to Mark and his shout dad. Out to Mark, hey, Mark and his dad, who who is who, who gives me hope that you know reasonable men and women can yeah, and can, and we can disagree and debate, and you know he may have a more uh, conservative view of the role of government in our lives, and that than we do, and. Hey, mm-hmm. I could talk about that all night long, but Absolutely. as long as it doesn't jump into <laughs> socialism you know, is right. well, you know, <laughs> when and the black president puts this hand on the Bible, you know, that's the end of civilization as we my know. My opinions right. at twenty are very different than they are now. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I, I hope to God they get better as time goes on. But I, I wanted to say that people like that give me hope that yeah. there are actual ways to communicate and work together and find common ground. And on that note, and that note. How are the how are the uh, internet kitties and the, the castle, internet kitties the are, are how are the castle kitties doing in the summertime? The castle kitties are angry. They're very oh. angry. They're uh, they're I can they're sitting over the corner right now plotting against me. Oh yeah, as internet kitties will. Are they shedding? Uh, Do they shed? Are they, they shed, uh, shedding cats? Well, the, one's a shedder, one's not, and they are you know they're finding new and interesting places to put their hairballs and other oh, things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we have an arrangement. We have a you know we have a. A mutual, um, mutually assured destruction <laughs> agreement, where where they let me live as I sleep and I feed them during the day, and I think that's a pretty that's, and you know, you know in this crazy modern you can't world, ask you can't ask for more than that. From can't the ask felines. for more than that. You know, they, they, let me put it this way: they give me more honest feedback and direct um, critique than. Mr. Barton will ever give to BP. Honestly. They're well, less pets of mine than Barton is to BP. To BP. So, there you go. So on that note, on libertarian that note. internet kitties, <laughs> play us the hell out of this thing. Hello.
podcast is produced under a Creative Commons license, copyright 2010, Drift Glass Blue Gale Podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Oh, wait, am I going to do it? The Ariana way. Thank you, darling. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> I can't do that. I, I sound yeah, like Peter Lorre. You have to I do Bill Clinton. You have to do Bill Clinton, yeah. and I'll, tr- I'll work on my Ariana Huffington. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Blue Gale. <laughs> oh, darling. Darling, thank you. <laughs> Bye. You're hotter, than a, you're hotter than a burning oil rig, Blue Gale. <laughs> I'm going to put you out, but not that fast. You know oh, what I, mean? you got, I got a nice hose for you for yeah, eight gonna have, months. going to have to drill a couple of secondary wells there. <laughs> I take till Christmas. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>